Hello, everybody. Welcome to a mini episode of Third Shift. I'm one of your hosts, Eric, and with me is no one. This is a post-production piece of magic. In our original episode of this week's Third Shift, we were going to have a deep look into Reyna, as we promised you guys. However, there was a whole bunch of news dropped on us by that Twitch stream, so the episode was getting to be very, very long indeed. So we thought we'd go ahead and break it off into a little mini episode for you guys to listen to. So, without further ado... It's time for a deep dive. All right, boys and girls. Mm. You guys wanted it, so we're going to go ahead and give it to you. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and take a look at Reyna, who is our rogue supporter. She's also known as the Valkyrie, and Mm. she is one of the few Battleborn native to the Solus system. She uh, is the ad hoc leader of the rogues, which isn't saying much, seeing as the rogues are a very loose bunch of individuals with little to no morals and or structure. True. But hey, there it is. She's the boss of them. (laughs) She leads them Uh diligently or not so diligently, I suppose. Mm. Um, She's a very interesting character. She sounds like a fun boss to work for. Hey, come on, join the crew don't fight for any flags. We got plenty of guns and beer. Just and if you murder your friend, that's okay. Yeah, you know why not? See, th- this that's is the great. boss you want to work for. Don't yes, lie. Yes, I do. In fact, yeah. that would be fantastic. Uh huh. So, anywho's, Gearbox has her listed as a rescuer, shielder, and advanced playstyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that's pretty darn accurate. What do you think? Yeah. Obviously, the rescue and, and shielder definitely go hand in hand. I'd say she's somewhat advanced. You don't have to be amazing with her to be helping out your team, but when you get good with her, I mean, nobody can touch you, basically. So I'd, I'd agree she can be advanced. Her skill sets are her laser pistol. Mm-hmm. Reina's primary attack utilizes her lethal laser pistol to deal damage to her enemies. She also has her plasma pulse. Reina's secondary attack launches shield-melting plasma pulses from her command gauntlet, dealing 50% bonus damage to shields. Yes. Ooh, that sounds fantastic. It is fantastic, actually. Mm-hmm. She also has a shield booster, which applies an overshield to target ally that blocks up to 255 damage over the next 8 seconds. While applied, the plasma pulse charges the target's shield. Its cooldown is 14 seconds. As I've said a thousand times before, I have never once used plasma pulse to charge someone's shields. I'm sorry. I'm not that supportive of Arena. I gave you a shield. You're good enough. Go do That's something. That's terrible, Matt. Thanks a lot, buddy. Now I know what's happening when I run out in the front line and I think you got my back. Hey, you can't argue with the results. I go, boom, you got an overshield. Hey, I marked her up. Go kill her. Yeah, that's my favorite part, Matt, is when I've got... Also, I'm destroying her. 200 HP, you throw an overshield on me and you go, you're good, bro. Go, go. <laughs> and then when I die, hey, scrub. <laughs> well, that's, that's also before level four. Make sure you remember that once I can heal you. Oh, we'll get into that all more right, later. All right, all right. My favorite is Priority Target. Fires a homing blast that deals 54 damage plus 50% bonus to shields and reveals the target's position. The target takes 116% incoming damage for 6 seconds and its cooldown is 12 seconds. This one, buffed with your helix later on, when mm-hmm. which we'll talk about a little bit, it's, it's fantastic. And if you can get your group... To just get on board with hitting the the priority target, Mm -hmm. you melt faces. It's just awesome. Oh, yeah. I I always feel bad when I'm playing some low-level players, and it's kind of, you know, a new Reyna. You can tell because she's in the default skin and 
having played Rena so long, you can see the helix choices that she's making. And like, you'll get marked up once and then you won't get hit again for a while. Even by that Reyna, I'm like, oh, come on. This this is vital to playing yes. Reyna. This is a vital part of her kit. It's the heart and soul. As, as soon as it's up, you have to be marking somebody. You know, even if you miss and you hit a minion, get it out there. Just same with the shield booster. Get that on somebody. As soon as you have it, you have to be hitting things with those things. Another one of her skills is Photonic Ward. It deploys a large energy dome that immediately pushes enemies out of the area and continues to block enemy fire from entering or exiting for 6 seconds. Its cooldown is 45 seconds. Pretty good skill. I don't see Reyna's using it that much, to be honest. I like it in certain situations. Like if you're getting pushed through the lane on overgrowth, I like to run up, throw the dome out, push everybody back for a little bit, because then they have to walk all the way through both sides of the dome to even put any damage on the sentry. Now, interesting thing, when we were looking up, you know, info and stuff for Reyna, I looked up on the wikia, and apparently her original ultimate was going to be called Nick of Time, and it was going to allow her to teleport to an ally's side, which would just be amazing, but would be so OP, I think. Because there have been so many times when Europe in the front lines, I'm, I've gone back for HP, or I'm standing at the supply station, you're trying to run back, I'm trying to run to you, and it's just like, I'm like two feet away from being able to hit you with the shield booster and you died. But if that ult was up and I could just jump right on you and then bam, over shield and heal, we would never die, basically. We would have saved my life and uh, been able to retreat and regroup and go for it again. Mm-hmm. But alas, it was never meant to be. So yeah, I, I still think it's a good ult. I think the alternate would have been amazing, but probably so overpowered they would have had to nerf it down to you have to be within two feet to even jump to somebody. Mm-hmm. And Reyna's last skill is failsafe. When mm-hmm. Reyna places a shield booster over shield on an ally, she receives one as well, which is incredible. Yeah. That's nothing but good news right there. That combined with the augment you take at level four, you will never die. I, I say that a lot, but... It is so true. I, I have the unkillable title because of Reyna. I've gone so many games, 7-0, and 8-0, 13-0, 16-1. You just can't kill her once when she's got that and the Augment on level 4. Well, Reyna's your specialty, Yeah. so we're going to move into the Helix here. I'm going to let you go ahead and uh, talk about your choices. Mm-hmm. If you want, I can read them off, but uh, we'll pretty much go off your build and I might chime in here and there about uh, some stuff I've seen and or watched. So yeah, her helix to the left side, it's called Squad Leader. It's basically all about your overshields and kind of defending the team. The right side's called Lone Wolf, and that's going to be all your your priority target buffs, your straight-up damage buffs, making you a killing machine. I like to play, you know, kind of a hybrid, kind of going left and right and left and right. First off, level one... I always go to the right. I always take waste reduction. That halves your cooldown if you miss on a priority target. And at level one, I'm always missing that stuff. It It is a homing shot, but it doesn't home that well. And also, this this augment also increases the attack speed and range of that. So you don't have to be so close to be able to hit somebody with your priority target. And since, like I said, that's an essential part of Reyna's kit, you have to buff that right away. I mean, the other side gives you a shield heal for people you throw your overshield on, but you already gave them shield. You have, They have 225 overshield. I think that's good enough. I mean, if you're playing a super support Reyna and you're just going to stand in the back and heal people, maybe, but 
I have never once mm-hmm. taken that. No, looking at it, I would say the waste reduction is by far and large the better choice there. Mm-hmm. Uh, level two, I always go left on this one, priority plasma, where plasma pulses shots home in on your marked enemies. This is what will get you kills. If someone's marked up, you just hammer on those those plasma pulses. And even if it's that little Arendi who's jumping all over the map, even if it's Thorn who's moon jumping, they're going to get hit with that stuff. And their shield for Arendi is going to go down, and their life is going to go down really quick. The, the other side, Lockdown, which gives a slow for marked enemies, I like it. It sounds good, but it doesn't give you that lock-on. And it just makes things ten times easier when you're locked onto an enemy. This one I would probably disagree. I would have thought that lockdown would be the better choice because the way it reads and from what I hear it plays, that laser pistol and, of course, plasma pulse, they briefly slow enemies that are marked with priority target plus three seconds slow duration. So the way it plays is if you keep hitting them with said laser pistol or plasma pulse, you're going to keep reapplying said slow effect. So if you can keep that priority mark on them Mm -hmm. and you can keep them slowed, they can't get away from you, basically. They're going to die at your hands unless they're right around a corner or something's going on. It feels to me like, even though this is on the, the damage-dealing side of the tree, this almost feels more like a support Reina build piece for me. Like, I've marked them, and now I'm going to keep plinking at them with my laser pistol, and they're going to stay slowed so you can go get them. Versus the left side of the tree, which is, I've marked them, they realize they're marked, they're trying to get away, but I'm just I'm just raining shots down. I'm just hammering them down. And their shield, like you said, the plasma pulse deals additional shield damage. So that shield, that shield's gone. It's gone. And it's you're just, gone, you and anyone else is just hammering them with uh-huh. health damage. That's the way I go, anyway. Oh, hey, you're, you're better than me. I don't play her very often. Mm-hmm. I'm just going with, of course, what I see and what I think would be good choices. Yeah. Level 3, again, I go to the left with Plasma Burst, where the Plasma Pulse's shots explode on impact. I do that just because a lot of times we don't have good wave clear, and if people in front of me are dead and it's me trying to hold the line, it helps me try and clear out those minions a little bit. And since they said the October patch, they're going to buff that a little bit. Hopefully it'll be you know, even more useful. But I think the other two are good options. I was going to say I would definitely take a peek at the right one. Uh, increases laser pistols damage plus 18% damage. That's I've always been a fan of base damage increase yeah. on anything, no matter what it is. But I definitely see where you're coming from mm. with picking the left side. You're definitely going for a, uh, a lane clear support. And, and plus for me, as soon as someone's marked, like I said, I'm hammering them with plasma pulse. So I'm using that about 75% of the time that I am right uh-huh. now. So the laser pistol's kind of an afterthought for me. I was going to say, I see you definitely lean towards your plasma. Yeah. I, I think you can't really go wrong in this in this level, whether you're going with the laser pistol damage or the plasma burst. I even, I've, I've taken the laser thermokinetics mutator in the middle, which, uh, which increases your laser pistol damage based on the heat level of your plasma pulse uh, up to 50%. I, I like it, but I find that by the time my plasma pulse is overheated, they're already so far away that it's hard to hit them with the laser pistol anyway. Like I said, I, I, I really lean heavy on that plasma pulse. I would just say that uh, for beginning players especially, any skill set that depends upon a condition 
mm-hmm. is usually something you don't want to do. Yeah, true. Because it just places a stressor on you. Mm-hmm. You have to think about something actively and make it happen to make that skill go, mm-hmm. and you don't want that. Once yeah. again, I'll state that usually base base skills, base damages, those are the better options because it's a passive true, something you true. don't have to think about. You have it, and you just roll with it. It's just an instant buff. All right, I'm better at this. Exactly. Now, level four, I think there's there's decent options, but the only way you can go on this one is to the left. You have to go with the vital protocol. When you apply a shield booster, it heals your target. And because you have failsafe, it heals you as well. As soon as you get this, put that left option on, you never die. You don't even have to have a proper healer like an Ombra or an Alani or a Miko. Now you're healing everybody and keeping them up through the fight. And hey, even if you know their damage comes back down again, hey, you get your cooldown going quick enough, pop it back up, now they're back up again. Now you're back up again. Hands down, I think you're right. The left side mm-hmm. vital protocol is the way to go. Those other two options just do not stack up at all. Uh, your right one is Vengeance Protocol. It's when a shield booster overshield is applied. It explodes, damaging nearby enemies, plus 200 damage. Eh, you know, that's just not that great to me. I could see if you were throwing that on, like, a Dreadwinding Wrath just to get some added damage on a whole crew. But healing him, healing any of your teammates, just better in my opinion. Exactly. I would agree. And then the middle, the best defense. Each shield booster over shield increases all damage dealt by the wear until it expires or breaks. Again, that's that seems more of like a support Reyna, but if you're a support Reyna, why wouldn't you just heal them? If you're rolling with a Miko, this is your kind of like, I'm helping out in a different kind of way option. But like I said, the left option, the vital protocol, will get you out of any situation as long as you have somebody with you. Like I said before, when you're holding the line and you're waiting for your buddies to get back and you're getting damaged and damaged and damaged, turn around and run to your buddy who's just coming up to the front line and you put the overshield on him. He doesn't need a heal, but it heals you. And now you're still alive. And now you never die. Just saying. HP is God. That's right. HP is God. Now, level five, I think it's kind of a toss-up between uh, the improvised tactics, which reduces your cooldown time by 15% for all skills while failsafe is active, versus the thermal equilibrium, which prevents your plasma pulse from overheating while failsafe's on. I think this one's a little bit of a toss-up, but I always go to the left to get the cooldown time because I like to stack that with a cooldown reduction item. When I have my build proper and I have that on, I'll apply an overshield and I'll shoot out a priority target. And by the time one of the cooldowns for those is up, the other one's ready. So I can just keep cycling. You're overshielded, going to move over, mark that guy. Someone needs a heal. As soon as my priority target runs out, I'm healing this guy. It just cycles over and over and over again. I would say of those two, yeah, I would pick the same one. Improvised tactics. Mm -hmm. Um, Getting your cooldowns back quicker, that's just, that's big time for me. It's always a priority. Uh, because the faster you got your cooldowns back up, the faster you're applying those priority targets, the faster mm. you're doing all the, the overshields, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. It's just a win-win. Mm. But on the other end of there, there's thermal equilibrium, which prevents Raina's plasma pulse from overheating while failsafe is active. If you're real big on that plasma pulse, as you are, I could see where maybe you might want to take it, but I think in general the left side's much better. Yeah, I, I, f- I feel like when I have taken thermal equilibrium, it, it just doesn't mesh right somehow. Like my overshield goes away before my plasma pulse would have overheated. You know, it, it just doesn't cycle right. By the time my overshield's gone, I'm right up to the top, and then it overheats anyway. 
So it mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to balance out right for me. Level six, I think this is again. It could be kind of a toss up. On the left, you got vigilance, which uh, applies an even larger overshield to whoever you're healing. It gives you 112 more overshield. But the right side first strike increases the initial damage of priority target by 15%. I kind of always go with the right hand side just because that initial burst of priority target is already doing damage to shield. So if you can drop that shield even faster and get to doing health damage, which even if you don't kill them, you're going to force them to run away once they realize you're wrecking them. I think that's just the way to go. This one I think is the big toss up. This one I think is really where if you want to be a support or you're going more for the attacker. On the left side, you have Vigilance, which increases the amount of damage absorbed by a shield booster over shield before it breaks, plus 112 over shield. That's pretty dang good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you're going for support, you're basically just giving whoever you throw that overshield on a mm-hmm. whole bunch of you know so extra hits, basically. Yeah. Um, but of course, as you said, on the right side with First Strike, that's just initial impact damage. Boom. You're just going in and you're just getting in for that kill. Mm-hmm. I would say the middle one in this case, Therapeutic Booster, is kind of a throwaway. Yeah. Debuffs, it removes all debuffs from the wearer when applied. Eh, I just don't. Debuffs in this game don't last long enough to make any sort of huge difference. Yeah. So The only way I could think to, to see this being useful is if you're slowed and you're trying to run back to your buddies, then you can throw the overshield on them and get the debuff remover on yourself. But like you said, you're slowed for like three seconds max. And if you can't survive for three seconds, especially as arena with a buddy in range, you weren't going to survive anyway. Yeah. And especially if you've got a buddy in range, you can throw an overshield on anyway. You're throwing a heal on yourself because you built yourself right. So you don't, you don't really need the debuff gone. Like I said, kind of, kind of a toss up either way. Either more overshield or more damage. More support, more attack. Yeah. So you guys pick whatever you like on that particular one. That's right. Level 7, I feel, is, again, it's kind of a toss-up. I don't feel like I get a whole lot of benefit out of either one of these. Uh, On the left, you got Shield Sapper. When Plasma Pulse damages an enemy's shield, a portion of that is returned to Rena's shield, but doesn't work when your shield's down. And it's it's a 20% shield steal. And I find that my shield's either always down or it's always full. So it doesn't really do that much for me. So I usually go to the right with Pulse Pounder, which increases Plasma Pulse's base damage by 18%. Like I said, I'm hammering on that Plasma Pulse all day long, so you can't go wrong with upping the damage on that. Once again, this is an easy one. You go with the right side Pulse Pounder. Yeah. Increases base damage. What do I keep saying? Base damage is God. It's... Mm-hmm. Hands down for the beginner and or just moderate player, it's just the best way to go. Yeah. The left side, to me, just seems like a throwaway. And and how often is your shield damaged but not gone? Exactly. I mean, shields in this game are so small unless you have uh-huh. shield you know, shield booster items. I don't, I don't feel like a shield steal really does all that much to you, especially since it doesn't work when the shield's down. If you could just steal shield off of people when you have no shield, then it would work. That would be much better. Yeah. But it's not, so therefore, go with the right side pulse pounder. Yeah. Now, level eight, there's no option on this one. You have to go to the left with this one. you got to get most wanted. That increases the duration of priority targets debuffs by four seconds. So like I said, you mark them up, you hammer them with the plasma pulse, they run away. They don't realize they're still marked because they come running right back into the fray, you know, off to the right or off to the left or jumping around on the moon like Thorn, and oh, 
well, my plasma pulse has cooled down now, so have another full blast of that. And just keep eating that while you're trying to run away again, and now you're dead. This is how you get your kills. Yep. Hands down, most wanted. If you're playing Reyna, you have to go with that skill. Yeah. Because, as Matt said, it's going to last way longer, allow you to get way more damage on them. And then, by the time it's off, you can just tow it right back on them if they're not already dead. Yep. So, bread and butter, most wanted. Yeah. The other two, the middle one, calling the shots. If an enemy is marked by a priority target is killed, the skill's cooldown is immediately reset. Bah. Dogpiler increases extra damage suffered by enemy marked by priority target plus 16 damage amplification. Blah. Most wanted, just do it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm sure there'll be somebody out there who'll say I'm wrong or you're wrong, but I don't know. That just seems like a no-brainer. I was going to say, maybe if you're being like total support Reyna, you want to get the damage amplification, but if someone's marked and they get away... They're going to come back marked anyway, and you're just going to uh-huh. hammer them again and either force them away or kill them. It's just, hands down, that's that's what I always take. Uh-huh. Level 9, this one is a little bit of a toss-up. The one to the left, Long Watch, increases the shield booster's overshield duration by 6 seconds. Now, I'll admit that a lot of the times the people I'm throwing those overshields on are going right into the fray and their overshield's breaking, but mine's not because I'm sitting back around mid-range. So... Maybe it's a selfish pick for me, but I always go with that one. And, hey, if his overshield doesn't break or you're just running around trying to get into the fray, it gives you a little bit more time to to stand out there and absorb that damage. I would say, yeah, go with the left side, long watch. Because mm-hmm. um, if you tie that with the increased overshield in the first place, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good combo. Mm-hmm. The kinetic deflection on the right side, a portion of the damage absorbed by a shield booster overshield is reflected back at the attacker. Plus 15% damage reflection. That one's not bad, but um, honestly, to be honest, I don't think either of these are that great. Yeah. But I think uh, Long Watch tips out on the better side. I think even if you take Kinetic Deflection and you have the Overshield boosts from the earlier Helix options, it's still only going to be like a 330-some Overshield. If they're under Extreme Fire, it's going to break in in like no time so it's not mm-hmm. going to reflect all that much damage back on them no plus you got everybody hitting you from every angle and yeah the dispersion on that would just be small minute mm-hmm. now level 10 your last level this one is a total toss-up for me I, I will say i almost never go to the left with blunder dome to disable the shields of all enemies within the photonic wards area of effect because as soon as you put that dome up they're pushed 20 feet out of it so they got to come running back in to even have that effect on them. Even before the push was really big, I almost never picked that one. To me, you got to go either the middle, huddle up, which gives a shield booster to anybody inside. I think it's inside your photonic ward, basically. Mm-hmm. All nearby allies. I think that's basically in the dome, though. Which falls inside the ward, basically. Yeah. yeah. I, I've picked it before, but I don't have like three or four guys all around me to buff them up like that. So I think that one's kind of... That's that one's situational. If you're often like rolling in the back pocket of a Montana or something, you're gonna want to take that because you're gonna push the enemies out. You're gonna buff up your Montana, and he's gonna be able to storm through with his minigun. Mostly, I I go to the right with mobility module, which makes your photonic ward walk around with you, and it lasts four seconds longer. Because I I basically use my photonic ward, like I said, when a a sentry's under fire, I'm gonna put it up in the line of fire of everybody. So if it's following me around, I'm going to put it up, I'm going to walk in front of whoever it is, and they're not going to hit whatever's behind me. 
whether it's trying to body block for a buddy or body blocking for the sentry. That's really all I use that for. Yeah, I would agree. I would say if you're playing solo or with just one or two people, maybe, yeah. mobility module is the better choice. Um, but I think if you're with a coordinated group, I would go with the middle, huddle up, yeah. just because you can get that overshield on everybody, you know, immediately, and then, boom, make a push. Mm-hmm. I think that would be the uh, the better use of huddle up if you're in a large group or otherwise mobility module. Mm-hmm. And Blunder Dome, well, you can just throw that in the garbage. <laughs> Maybe they'll patch that up with something different next time. Huh? Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe people take that all the time. Yeah, maybe. I don't see why you would. Doesn't seem like it, though. Yeah. <laughs> now, last but not least, because we didn't drop it in earlier, I want to give a, a quick talk about my Reina build. It's it's basically my generic healer build, so there's not really specific things to Reina on this. I start off with a common shards per second item. I've got... I've got one that's it's a 420 activation cost, but it gives me two per second. So I always throw that on just so that I can get my next item quicker, which is an uncommon cooldown reduction item. It's just cheap and fast. It gives me, I think I've got one that's about 7% cooldown reduction. When you stack that with the augment that gives you cooldown reduction when your failsafe's on, this is what keeps your skills ticking. As soon as one goes down, the other one's up. As soon as that one goes down, the other one's up. Reyna's Lore Legendary is a cooldown reduction item, but the legendary effect on that is when you're using your Plasma Pulse and an overshielded ally, it heals them as well. And as I've said a thousand times, I don't ever do that because that's super support Reyna, and I, I never play her like that. So the legendary I go with is a Solar Sustainer, which gives me heal power and attack damage. And its legendary effect is when I'm healing somebody, they get attack damage and I get attack damage. So it's just win-win. We're going to roll over you. Nobody's going to kill us, and we're going to kill everybody. Very nice. I don't have much to add, honestly, into that area because I don't really play Reyna myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I had, the only thing I would have changed, I would have kept uh, the shards, but I would have probably went more for an attack, attack speed and attack damage, Mm -hmm. and then something, the last one you said, and kept it the same. The only thing I would have probably changed would have just put um, a standard attack speed, attack damage on there. Yeah just so you can get more damage in on it, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like even with this build, even when I, before I get to my legendary, with the Plasma Pulse and the priority target, I'm just I'm just raining damage on whoever gets in my face. I've uh-huh. had, you know, I've had Wraths in my face, I've had Melkas in my face, and I take them down like, like it's no problem. Especially if I've got a buddy I can turn to and go, oh, heals for you, heals for me. Now everything you just did is negated, and I'm not going to exactly. die. Like, in general, how are you playing Reyna? I mean, you might might want to give a brief layout just so anybody who wants to get into her but doesn't know where she should be in the battlefield. When we were looking up some of the info for this, people were like, oh, she's a pure support. You should just stand in the back and just focus on healing your buddies. No. you got to be in about mid-range. If you're rolling with, like, say, an Oscar Mike or, or an Arendi, I'd say be about that range. Don't be on the front lines with your tank or your melee guy, but be that be that second level. That way you can see your tank, you can see your melee, you're in range to hit him with your overshield slash heal if you're level four, but you're also in range to mark up whoever they're working on. Once you take that first augment and upgrade your priority target, you can even shoot into the back lines if you get a you know a good enough line of sight on them, and now you're putting pressure on their Arendi, making her back off from your tank or your wrath or your second line if she's throwing stuff at you. I always stay mid-range. As soon as overshield is up, I put it on somebody 
even if they're not doing anything. As soon as priority targets up, that's going on somebody. I think she's a pretty easy character to play. Just stay in that mid-range. As soon as you see someone's health dip or they're engaged with somebody, overshield. As soon as you see an enemy, priority target. And then hammer them with, with your homing pulses. That's how I play her. Awesome. And then lastly, is there any particular uh, helix level the player should get to before they actually really get heavy into engagements? Or is she good to go from the word go? I think she's she's fairly decent to go from the word go, but once once you hit level four, I, I mean, I keep saying it, you won't die. As long as you roll with somebody and you're at level four where you can heal yourself and your buddy. I mean, it, it's a self-heal as long as you have somebody next to you. So once once you're level four, you don't have to worry about... I mean, you do have to worry about some stuff, but you, you can go as reckless as you want as long as you have somebody with you. So basically... Try to pick up your shards. Try to build some turrets. Mm. Um, work at getting to level four, but after yeah. that, you're going to be pretty much set. Yeah, I, at least that's that's the way I feel. Okay. I mean, just yeah, like you said, work on the shards. Work on keeping people shielded, especially if they're getting damage on them. Work on marking whoever's out there. But then once you're level four, you can. I mean, you can hold the line basically. You've seen it a thousand times. I've I've done it, and then I only have to turn back. So, all right, I need somebody to heal so I can heal myself. And when I catch you, then we both run back into the fray. All right. If you guys liked what you heard, please let us know. If you have any kind of criticisms and or comments, let us know. I hope you guys got a little bit of information out of that, and uh, we hope to hear from you next time. With that, don't forget to save. <laughs>